This is Daniel Vayon with Promo and Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm going to try this one more time and hopefully I can upload this on LaunchFed. Thank you to all the people that um, I that have responded to my tweets. Let me restate that. My direct messaging with my poll for which for of the four episodes that I picked for the poll from the WWE Network show what do you call it? Oh yeah. Monday Night Wars. Thank you for the people that voted on the um, Rise of the NWO Heart and Heart of War and the third and final one that got the vote was Have a Nice Day. And the fourth one was Degeneration X. Thank you to the fans that voted on that. Um, the only, the best way that I can think of doing any episode like this is to talk about promo, when I said promo and wrestling talk, I wanted to be as quick as I could, so that's why I chose promo and wrestling talk. Well... There's another, there's another promo, uh, form of promo that we used to see a lot, and we don't see it as much, but we do see it whenever people come from NXT, we see them do this before they make their first appearance, and that's a vignette. The um, best way of doing this is I'm going to play the audio of a beignet and then I'm going to play the audio of the most important part of the NWO story, the rise of the NWO that is, going to play the audio of the vignette, of a vignette from Monday Night Raw back in the early 90s, then I'm going to airplay the promo that started the NWO story. to go uh, back to the first year of Raw, or the second year of Raw, but uh, yeah, it was the second year of Raw. I believe it was the year 1994. Um, no matter how tacky or cheesy some of these shows were, it was still fun to watch back in those days. Even now, it's fun to watch. 
keep on forgetting I'm gonna have to, uh, when I see an episode, I'm gonna have to look at the, uh, bottom part so I can see what part of the episode. They had these episodes right here late in uh, November of 93. Some of them, they spent a large portion of this month on Double J, Jeff Jarrett's um, vignette. So, what I want to talk about. Definitely before this, I believe, because I think, um, okay, there's this tag team that debuted, I think, before Jeff Jarrett even had his first vignette made of, of him, so I gotta keep on looking, and I'm sorry this is taking longer than I thought, but, uh, Still, it's good to look through it to see what uh, what else I could be talking about for future episodes. By the way, as many of y'all know, um, they did have vignettes, like for instance. They had a set of vignettes for Mr. Perfect. They did a set of vignettes for Mr. for the Million Dollar Man character. Well, those videos have not been uploaded yet on here, so I have to go as late as, say, 93, 94, because those ones have vignettes in them. to go back further than I thought. Here it is. Right here. May 3rd, 1993. Smoking guns are coming to WWF. Hey, I'm 
Oh, I'm sorry. This is their second beignet they did. Diamond Dallas Page is talking about it, and he said that um, he'll never forget. He was probably watching this on the monitor, because I think he was there in the back. Um, and he said, I'll never forget Scott Hall's first words. In the And Scott Hall said that when he... He said when he made his appearance, they, two guys were actually having a match, and the, both guys were, I'm sure, 
Um, the guy who was getting tossed around, I'm sure he had a lot of ability just to look like he was in trouble the way he did. But is the guy who was supposed to be in control of the match, um, was just not... I just don't think the fans could buy into his character, so... It was... So, when Scott Hall came through the crowd, climbed over the guardrail, and instead of getting physical, he decided to talk instead. And that's when Scott Hall said it the best way, that it that it, went, it became, like, more real. It became a real-life situation being played out on screen. And... Before I talk about that, before I play those, um, play that promo, let me start off from the beginning. They started the episode off with them talking about how things were in WCW, how money was growing, and the, let me state that, the revenue was growing at more so than it was a year or two before that. So... That was the upside of WCW. The downside was that guys that are wrestling today, The Miz, for instance, he had been watching it since the 1980s. So, because those guys, like Ric Flair and the Horsemen, or at least Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, but the group itself was established in the 80s. So it felt, that's why, even though they're still popular, that's why something like the NWO could take over like that. Because it was more fresh and it was newer and it was more cool to, to like them. Especially when you felt like what we were, like you were watching an invasion. So when they spoke about that, they spoke. They spoke about how that was the downside of WCW. The downside of the WWF was that it stayed the same for so long that they didn't know how to how to change with the times. WCW knew how to change with the times, but they didn't know how to create new stars. So um, they spoke about how Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were two of the biggest stars in WWF at that time, in a general sense, and how they were not um, new to WCW. But on the downside of that is that both of them didn't have a really positive time there because people running it, you know, the... TBS people would not listen to people like Dusty Rhodes and uh, you know they liked using guys like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and those guys as a, as a scapegoat the truth was they just poorly ran it so you have um, so when they showed Scott Hall as the diamond stud the only thing that helped that gimmick 
was being put with Diamond Dallas Page. But before that, just the way he dressed, and you know, it's not him. It was the people, it was the people running it, and I think he would say that himself, just looked too cheesy. And then, even though Dusty Rhodes gave Kevin Nash that, uh, Oz gimmick, it was still so cheesy that that lasted only a week. Then before that, he went through two gimmicks that just terrible. When he finally came, when he finally had the right gimmick for his personality, Benny Vegas, that was when he was about ready to give up. And fortunately for him, you know, the promos were great and everything, and he was starting to win over the fans, but he needed somebody to teach him and guide him at the in-between parts of the ring, like being on time, the timing and everything. So when he got a call from Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall was already in there as Razor Ramon, so in no time flat, he went from, he went from the guy who used to be called, um, I'm trying to, uh, oh yeah, guy used to be called Vinny Vegas, guy used to be called, um, Oz or whatever other gimmicks he had. To that's big, that a cool diesel with Shawn Michaels. That's how much of a big impact this was in his career. He spoke about being heavyweight champion and how he was in such a good place, as was Scott Hall. He was so happy, both of them, that they didn't want to leave. They just needed more money for their family, especially Scott Hall, because he already had two kids. And one was offered one. $1.2 million, I believe, which was for half the workload of the WWE, and no matter what they, no matter what Scott Hall could do, he could not get Vince McMahon to agree to do royalty off of the merchandise sales, so Kevin Nash did not think that way at all, so they both left because of their families. One about to become a father, the other one being a father already. So it took him up on the, um, on the, on their offer to sign them. And when, I think May 27th was the night after, they said goodbye to the people in the WWF. And did the curtain call with Nash, with, uh, excuse me, with Michaels and Triple H. So that is probably why this is even bigger. Because people that didn't know that their Madison Square Garden show was their last appearance. They heard about the hugging and everything, but they didn't. Most fans probably didn't know that their contracts were coming up and had expired. They, they didn't probably didn't know Paul and Nash signed with WCW, so here we go. And there you see in the corner where the red turnbuckle pads were. 
hall, walking through and going right over the, the guardrail. He asked for a mic. WWE, um, by now we can call him a WWE legend, Christian, said, as a, he remembers as a fan looking at it and saying, he's supposed to be on Raw, what's he doing on Nitro? And Bischoff said that he came in and made a pretty big impact. That's when they showed DDP saying he will never forget his first lines. entire promo, even though we can't play it right here, that old promo was great because he put in there the um, Billionaire Ted skits, mentioning it, saying, where is Billionaire Ted, where is the Nacho Man, and <laughs> he said, that punk can't even get in the car by himself, me? I'll go wherever I want, whenever I want. Then he ended it off with, um, this is actually a good line because it's something I don't know how many people really knew this. I mean, I knew it watching Toy Story 3 because they added the Ken doll and Barbie toys in that movie. But I didn't know this until I watched that, how... Eric Bischoff literally resembles Ken dolls. And so Scott all said, you tell that Ken doll look-alike, I'll be out here later. And that was a great way to end it because that was his way of saying that he was coming out later on. And everything was ad-libbed in those days. Matter of fact, Eric Bischoff said that's how he loves doing things. There's another promo this time later on between Eric and Scott. And WCW's additional acquisition will soon be revealed. We, 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 taking over. You want a war? You got fans today. And <laughs> brought up, he brought up wanting to face three men, but it was only himself. So, Scott Hall, no, Scott Hall said that two weeks in a row, the second week when Sting came up to him. By the way, I think they were friends in real life before this. And he said, he said as a matter of fact, he mentioned Sting. And even though Sting was big time and everything for that company, the company itself 
was deemed pathetic compared to WWF, so he had to downplay Sting. And it worked so well that Sting just came up to him and he said, All I see is you. Why don't we settle this? So he, he ended the promo, that part of the promo, by throwing his toothpick in Sting's face. And by the way, I'll never forget, Sting started that by saying, Do you know where you're at? You're in the jungle. And then he said, Baby. Like he used to. It's people that don't know. They don't know who the, how Sting was when he started, with the flat top, um, crew cut. No, flat top blonde hair, and just the way he used to talk. Then, go to this episode right here. Not right here, but uh, it's May 23rd, I believe. Go to May 30th. Because I think May 30th was when Sting actually spoke to him. Go to the last segment with Bischoff, Hall, and Sting. See what I mean by, by why that is so funny. My dear Bischoff said to Heenan, you are backpedaling, and because... But, Heenan threw the headset down and ran off because he saw Scott Hall coming. He said, you are really backpedaling now. Now, the, the, next, the next promo right here is really good. By the way, he ended that with Sting after Sting slapped him in the face. He said, I got a big surprise for you next week. He put <clears throat> he put his hand up like he was referring to a giant, and we all know he was talking about Kevin Nash. Here's the promo from Kevin Nash. Well, where's the walk? In June of 1996, the unsuspecting Nitro audience learned that Scott Hall was not alone. The perceived characters of Diesel and Razor Ramon had stunned sports entertainment fans by seemingly taking over a live episode of Monday Nitro. Razor Ramon was uh, one of my favorites growing up, and him and Diesel both. So when they show up on WCW Nitro, what the hell's going on? This is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. The outside. And, uh, I like that. He even mentioned how... Um, that was an adjective compared, you know, because they were not there to play, they were there to take over. And he ended that by promising he would give, he would come up with opponents for them. He, they were in the, after this, it didn't take long before Vince sued them for gimmick infringement. And 
So, let me just see if I remember this. Oh, yeah. So, by the time they got to Great American Bash, they were already in litigation, I believe, or um, deposition, which you can see on the WWE Network show Legends with JBL. And he, they showed a clip of that, and what I remember from that was that Scott Hall mockingly said, hi Vince, and so to, I'm sure this came because of, I'm sure this question was posed because of the problems they were facing and did in the Turner promotion. Where he asked them, do you all work for the NWO, for the WWF, excuse me. They both said no, and I think that ended it right there. And if not, then I'm sure that helped end it before it got to the court. Because they did settle out of court with that. The reason that it's perfectly understandable um, for Vince to do that is because when you're an independent contractor and you are offered a contract with a rival promotion, they cannot use your they cannot have you act that same character without having an agreement from that company. So I believe it was perfectly understandable why he sued WCW. And what really surprised me was after living through the original NWO, and the NWO being divided into two factions and then being brought back together as one faction. After living through all that, what I was surprised to find out was Eric Bischoff actually thought it was a good idea to, to think of adding Sting as the third guy. Because Scott Hall said himself adding Sting as an NWO member would not have worked simply because he was a WCW guy and this is an invasion. If you want to have somebody invade you, it would simply be, if they wanted to go the route that Eric was thinking, they needed to say, somebody's got to be, tra be a traitor here, who is it? So that would have been better than to try to have him be a leader. Okay. I'm going to stop right here because I'm afraid if I go longer I might not be able to upload this. Okay, I'm going to come back in a few minutes. Thank you, goodbye.